Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to be with you all the time. Um, Those of you who listened yesterday, we played a uh, 10-minute sermon by Father James Altman uh, in uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, and um, I, I personally, it was the request of Station of the Cross that we did that, and that's why I love them. I uh, thought it was every word of it, every moment was just terrific. And we got a number of calls, and I apologize, we just didn't get to uh, many of you. And you're welcome to call in again today. But let me just give you a guideline uh, when you call in on this program on the, through um, Station of the Cross, LifeSite News, um, we shouldn't uh, if, uh, you try to refrain from mentioning names of candidates and just stick with parties, Republican, Democrat, and their platforms. So um, Father Altman said you cannot uh, be... Uh, a Catholic and vote for any Democratic candidate, period. And and that is because of their uh, pro-death stance for abortion and uh, many other things that are utterly against the Catholic faith. They voted out, they voted God out of their platform, and um, it's, a, it's a dangerous situation, but it's completely against the Catholic faith. And so I, I was... Uh, just um, very appreciative of what Father Altman said at one point, um, that he took a a survey on how many voted Democrat in 2008 and 2012 of of Catholics, and he said the the total number was zero uh, because of his stance, which is true, that you cannot be Catholic and vote Democrat. You cannot. One in days past, that was the case. You could be Democrat, but no more. They are. They are become the party of death, uh, socialists, uh, communism. Uh, uh, you you cannot vote for them and be Catholic. Uh, now many people haven't thought that through, and God holds us accountable for what we know, not for what we don't know or haven't put together or realized. But once we're told that, once the pieces come together, then we have a responsibility to do what is the right thing. And so I'll continue to say um, that if anyone is claims themselves to be a Catholic and votes for anyone on the Democratic ticket, um, you participate in the laws they pass. And they pass pro-abortion laws, and they are now right through to birth. And you will participate in every single death, in every single abortion, in everything they do by your vote. And so it's very, very serious. And... um, you will not be a Catholic because you will be living apart from God's laws. And so this is this is kind of stark statement, but uh, it's a true statement. It's a true statement. 
um, in the Old Testament with the people of Israel when God gave them certain things to do. They didn't have parties to vote for. They were just under Israel, under God. And when they did something, um, uh, oh, I... Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. The names are escaping me that um, were against uh, what God had given Israel. Then the individuals who did it were killed and their entire families were swallowed up in the ground. Uh, we can't be God's people and do our own thing and go against God. So you could say, I don't agree. And of course you're free not to agree, but then you're not Catholic. You say, well, I am Catholic, but I disagree. Well, um, it's, it's kind of a, uh, what do I want to say? Somebody tell me the word I'm looking for. It's a contradiction. Uh, if, If you disagree with what the church teaches, with what God teaches, then you can't be Catholic. You can't have your, what do they say, cake and eat it too. So, um, You may not have realized that in the past, and God will not hold you as accountable, but he will now, because it's very, very serious. The dividing lines are between God and Satan, and nothing less, nothing less than that. So let me say, dear ones, we could not get to all your calls yesterday. Some called in agreeing, some disagreeing. That's fine. That's fine. But I need to to ask you, uh, we're ready to take your calls this morning if you wish. I'll go right to your calls and emails today because there's so many emails we have not gotten to. But when you call in or if you call in, no matter what's on your mind, I'm going to ask you to respect the guidelines of a uh, a non uh, 501c3, a nonprofit religious corporation. That, and I'm referring to the Station of the Cross and to LifeSite News, and not mention names, but speak, as Father Altman did, of parties. And I also want to suggest this. Many vote by personality, who they like and who they don't like. That is our personal choice. It has nothing to do with God and putting people into incredibly powerful positions who are going to affect the lives and the deaths of many. You may not like someone, but if they are voting against abortion and you don't vote for them and the other party you like, or you at least don't dislike, but they are going to uh, solidify abortion laws, uh, you're in trouble if you vote for the one you like who is the less moral. Um, I mentioned yesterday that it has been, I don't know what election, I can't even remember back to an election I voted for the candidate I wanted, uh, for a candidate I liked and approved of. Every election I'm voting for the best of the worst. That's our responsibility. So maybe someone that's pro-life is not pro-life all the way they don't fully understand, but they are going to save millions more people than the party of death or the other candidate. We must vote for them. We need to vote for the best of the worst. If you refrain from voting, then it's a, it's a vote for the party of death. If you hold back, you're letting the other party win. That should never be in office. So we have a great, read Romans chapter 13. We have a great responsibility, beloved, to not go on our likes and dislikes, but on God's law 
and on principles of life and death. We must do that as citizens. Again, if you refrain from voting and the wrong candidate, what I mean by wrong is non-pro-life candidate gets in, you, by your absence of vote, will be uh, will take responsibility for that. Yes, you will. Um, and it, I mentioned yesterday the quote of Edmund Burke, who said that the only thing needed for um, uh, for evil to advance and to win is for good men to be silent. That's it. All we need to do is refrain and be silent, and evil will take over. We have a responsibility, beloved. Don't look at a personality. Don't look at somebody's past. Look at where they stand right now. And also, dear ones, has God not changed you? Has, have you? I have. Have you not grown in him? I have. Have you not grown in understanding of life and all kinds of things? Uh, there's no Catholic who hasn't grown in that respect if they have the Holy Spirit within them and they read uh, scriptures and the catechism. We've all grown. So trust that God can allow anybody, regardless of their path, to grow. I believe our current president has done that. I, I believe he's sincere, and I believe he's been affected, and I personally believe he is God's man for our time. Um, uh, he's done incredible things and stood against uh, tremendous, tremendous evil. And so uh, I think at this point, uh, as Catholics, we have no choice. And if we refrain, we... Uh, are doing, we're making the wrong choice, and I believe a sinful choice. It's not based on our likes or dislikes, but the responsibility to put into office uh, the one who respects life more. Social issues, social justice, immigration, are they all factors? They're factors way below the issue of pro-life, direct murdering of babies in their mother's womb. So, okay, dear ones, we will take your calls if you wish to call in toll-free 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Beloved, we're going to go, and we already have um, uh, Larry from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hello, Larry. Uh, Yes, hello, Mother Miriam. Uh, I'm a lawyer, and that's how I excuse this headline. Uh, This is practically in one sentence. Uh, Okay, there will be no abortion if there is no fornication. There will be no fornication if there is terror of mortal sin. Where that's was that headline? That, uh, I mean, that's oversimplified, of course. No, I agree. Is, I think Larry, fornica- where did you know, you... anti-fornication should go with anti-abortion. Well, and the, and the also contraception. That's the great evil behind Just abortion. Just thinking in the simplest terms, easy to remember, because I think the real thing is, uh, I, like, I was kicked out of the seminary partly because they said I was a Vatican uh, spy, and, um, oh, and the no. thing is, I, w- I was saying we have to preach terror of mortal sin. Well, you're right. God bless you, Larry. Call in a- often, will you? I love Not you. That if you wish. 
Okay, I wish. Uh, that's excellent. All right. God bless you, my brother. And um, there's the music for our first break, dear ones. Our lines are completely open right now. Um, and you're welcome to call in at one 877 The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the internet with over 40 million unique users every year. And we've been experiencing an even bigger reach than ever this year. But we need your help to reach more of the 7.7 billion people on earth if we are to truly succeed in changing the culture. Please consider donating to help our mission of promoting the culture of life and fearless defenders of the faith like Mother Miriam. Visit give.lifesite.news.com to give today. Thank you for your support. Hello, beloved. This is Mother Miriam. Many of you are familiar with Mother Miriam Live, but I wonder if you have listened to some of the other programs from the Station of the Cross, such as The Catholic Current. Father Robert McTague discusses important topics in the church and in the world each weekday at 5 p.m. Eastern. You can listen anytime to The Catholic Current as a podcast on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. I would always hear from uh, different people at non-Catholic churches that Catholics were going to hell or that they really didn't know who the Lord was. The Catholic Church is not all what people say it is. I mean, it's completely different. There's so many stereotypes. It's very possible to know the Lord and it's very possible to have a relationship with God in the Catholic Church. I believe I was born into the Catholic Church and that's where I belong. If you've been away from the Catholic Church, visit catholicscomehome.org. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live, and we are here. We're going to simply take calls and emails today. We want to catch up on some of the emails, but your calls always come first. Our lines are are open. Feel free, one 877 511 or email at mother at We have Kathy from Buffalo on the line. Hi, Kathy. Are you there, Kathy? Okay. I don't know what happened with I Kathy. Just, uh, Kathy, are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you yes, now. I'm Go here. Start from Very the beginning. Good. Thank you. Mother, I am so grateful for your monologue this morning. I agree with everything you said, and I am very grateful. Thanks be to God, the Station of the Cross is independent of the diocese, and that they had this wonderful homily from Father Altman yesterday, and I do agree, people have to look at the platform. That is the most important thing. And I would, if I may, a a beautiful film to watch by Randall Terry, Pandemic, The Threshing of America. Put into context 
um, biblical scriptures, pre-Christian Jerusalem, the killing of the little ones there, and the chastisements, and he brings it to America. Mm -hmm. It is very stunning. And he gives the same message. You vote for pro-abortion, you too have the blood on your hands. That's exactly right, Kathy. God bless you, dear one. Um, I'm grateful for you and for Larry, and thanks for calling in. Okay. We have a call. You're welcome, sweetheart. We have a call from, is it Joan in Canada? Are you there, Joan? Yes. (laughs) Hi, sweetheart. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Mother Miriam. Hi. I've been trying to call in for the longest time. I love your show. I love you, and I am anxious and concerned about our country anxious mother because there is a website that everybody needs to go to to find out the bottom of everything that has happened i can give you the name of the website i've done this on facebook can i give you the name of the website um, why don't you uh, give it to the call screener and they can put it online so okay. I can see it first. Uh-huh. Okay, the other thing is, Mother, I don't know what um, um, vaccine we are able to get to be able not to have the um, you know stem cells of the baby parts from Planned Parenthood. I can answer you, Joan. Take no vaccine. No. N-O, everyone. Never, ever accept a vaccine. Whether or not it has baby parts, baby parts we certainly don't want to accept, but whether or not it has baby parts, they're going to install through the vaccine a form of a chip in you or some... Uh, something that's going to begin to alter your DNA, control your mind, under no circumstances, take the vaccine. I've heard this from many people. No vaccine whatsoever, which means uh, you're not going to be probably, when that comes around, you're going to pay very heavy consequences for it. You may not be allowed to shop or travel, but don't take the vaccine no matter what. It's it's comparable to the mark of the beast. That's a very strong statement. That's what I was just thinking. Okay. I was just thinking. Mother, thank you so much, and I hope everybody looks at that website. Cause you know what? Give like, it to the know, call exactly. screener. It, let the call screener put it online so I can see it before we'll let people know. Oh, definitely. Because I have a That's responsibility right. here, so I want to make sure, um, you know, that we're okay with it. So give it to the call screener now, and they can type it online. I will. God bless you. I'm giving you a big hug over the air. Big hug back to you, Joan. God bless you. Okay. Um, We're going to go to an email from Mariah. And again, our lines are open. You're welcome to call in. We'll go to uh, Mariah. And Mariah, I very quickly answered your um, email at the end of last program, but I don't know that you heard it. I'm going to read it now. You say, hello, Mother Miriam. I'm not sure where to start on this. My brother-in-law, my brother's, my husband's brother, is planning on getting married in October. He has been a practicing Catholic the entire time I have known him. 
and was raised to as such to some degree. The woman he's oh no, I have hiccups. The woman he's planning to marry is Christian, but not strongly so. I believe her background is Methodist. They are planning to get married in a Catholic church and have been following the protocols of preparation here. My concern is that they are currently living together and sharing a bedroom and have for quite some time now. They're not following any protocols if they're living together. They're not following any protocols if they're living together and sharing a bedroom. And the priest should not marry them. They should not even be in that preparation class. So something is quite wrong here. No protocols of preparation are being followed. Mariah writes, my concern is that they are currently, well, she said that already. No one in my husband's family seems to take this seriously as a threat to their future marriage and to their souls, though most are Catholic. Well, if your husband is Catholic and a practicing Catholic, it should be uh, a serious threat to their eternal souls. Uh, I don't know why your husband doesn't. Maybe he says he's Catholic uh, in name. Maybe he's Catholic in name only. I don't know. <clears throat> she said, I found out on Sunday that my husband has been asked to be in the wedding party. My husband is the older brother. So on the way home, I talked with him about speaking to his brother regarding the threats to his marriage and their souls from the living situation he has decided upon at this point. My husband was not receptive to the idea of talking to his brother. Shame on him. You see, we put human relationships and so-called human love before true love for somebody's eternal soul. That's a tragic thing. Um, She says, I've tried to emphasize with them when it has seemed appropriate the importance um, of being in a state of grace prior to marriage and the importance of taking marriage preparation seriously. However, it is often undermined by offhanded and dismissive comments from family members. I don't know what to tell my husband regarding this or what our moral obligations are. I would really appreciate your input. I cannot always listen to your show live, but I try to catch the podcast when I cannot. Your input has been very positive influence on my life and marriage over the years, and I greatly appreciate your clarity or difficult, uh, on difficult life issues. Thank you. May God bless you, Mariah. <coughs> Mariah, have a serious and respectful conversation with your husband and tell him, that you cannot bear as a Catholic two people living in mortal sin um, going into marriage that way. Because if they fall asleep, and if they die in their sleep, they will be in hell. That's why Larry called in our first caller and said that this, the, um, uh, if I rec- recall, that the solution to abortion is uh, no fornication, and the solution to no fornication is terror, T-E-R-R-O-R, of sin. That equals terror of hell. And if you could say to your brother, he may not take it seriously, but the church does, and that his brother is living in mortal sin, and if he marries in that state, he and his wife... Uh, will be on the road to hell. 
and how could we support them? How could we be in the marriage ceremony or even attend a ceremony of celebrating people on the road to hell? You cannot. That's not love in any measure. And I would say to your husband, talk kindly to him. I'm telling you a bit strongly right now, but be kind with your husband, uh, kind of... Uh, so he can hear you and not have emotions overshadow what you're saying. And you need to say to him, sweetheart, if you won't talk to your brother, um, I need to talk to both of them. And um, and the least you should do, if, if he really objects to that, he can't object to that, uh, you can still do it, because he should not control you on that. He doesn't own his family. We're talking about souls. But what you should do is go straight to that parish and straight to the priest and say, I don't know how this happened, that a couple who's in marriage preparation is living together and nobody knows that they should not be in marriage preparation and nobody's guiding them. And I would say that to the priest now. If the priest poo-poos it and says, don't worry about that, they'll straighten it out when they get married, well that priest is going to be accountable. Uh, do what you can. Tell the tell the, your brother-in-law and his fiance. Tell them as lovingly, not what you believe, what God says, what the church teaches. And, um, and then it's going to be on their souls. But in no way should you or your husband attend that, even attend the wedding. And if your husband insists on attending and being in the marriage party, you don't go with him. Because a wife is to submit to her husband in everything but sin. And if your husband participates, he will be responsible for putting them on the road to hell. And you cannot, resp- you cannot participate in that, or you will be responsible as well. Your husband has to understand that you cannot stand in one another's way of following God, but you can save people from hell, and that's what he currently has the opportunity to do with his brother. Uh, we have a call from Elena in Pennsylvania. Hi, Elena. Hi, how are you today? I'm wonderful, dear one. How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing great, and I just, uh, I just stumbled upon your program. I don't think I actually stumbled. I think God brought me here. And I have to tell you that I am really enjoying, I'm watching probably I'm a day, I think I'm a day earlier than you or something or later, however, that would work because I was listening to the program where you had the father. I wanted to get his name that was giving the incredible speech about how we really need to be representing, uh, the church needs to be represented in the political arena. And he reminded me so much of Bonhoeffer. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Bonhoeffer was a Lutheran. Yep. Bonhoeffer was a Lutheran, and in my mind, he's yes. an absolute saint. He died for his faith. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, it's Father Altman, Father James Altman, A-L-T-M-A-N, and um, he is in. <clears throat> he's in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Oh, absolutely incredible. I'm so happy to hear your program. I'm so glad, Elena. And Father Altman's masses are live streamed every week, so you could get to him and listen to him every week. Oh, I love that. I would love to do that. Yeah. That is fantastic. And okay. I think that the church needs to be much more involved than we have been. We've of kind course. of been sitting back for whatever reasons. I think that we get double messages. 
because some, some people think that uh, you know we're just supposed to go with the flow of whatever the, the politicians tell us no because way. we want to be loving but we wouldn't do that with our children so why would we do it with our lives in, in terms of the political uh, arena 100% Elena 100% Don't, if you go along you're going along with sin and evil we'll be right back hold on love learning more about the church but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is at a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. of the cross we proudly bring the truths of the catholic faith to countless listeners through radio and mobile devices and we're grateful for the feedback we've received i discovered the station of the cross rather providentially a year ago have been a loyal listener ever since i can't overestimate the value of the station when it's made a difference in my life in terms of making me better informed catholic has enriched my faith and told me during tough times it made me laugh on several occasions I commend the important work of this great apostolate. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I listen to the radio. And if I can listen to something that brings me closer to God, closer to Jesus Christ, then it's the most beautiful thing. If you've been blessed by listening to the Station of the Cross, let us know. Call 1-877-888-6279, extension 112. Then share your testimonial with us. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved family. Um, We have a whole half hour left to ourselves, so again, our lines are wide open, and you're welcome to call in with anything on your heart. 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We have a call from Gail in California. Hi, Gail. Hi, hi, Mother. Um, uh, (laughs) I'm so excited. I've been up all night because we're in California, we're three hours earlier, and um, I was I, I stayed up all night because I didn't want to miss waking up at seven o'clock to oh, call you. Oh my goodness, and, you have to go to sleep after this phone call. Well, yeah. Well, I did finally go to sleep, and then my husband just woke me up. He says, "Gail, it's seven thirty. All right. So, um, <laughs> sister, I heard you for the first time yesterday. We don't have a cell phone or uh, a computer, and uh, I I caught you on YouTube because all the things come up. Um, I've been watching and uh, listening to um, John Michael Talbert. I've been listening to uh, 
other Catholic um, identifications, uh, what do you call it, blogs or whatever. Mm -hmm, (laughs) And you came up for the first time, and you made me start crying because it's just, you had Father Altman, and Mm -hmm. I was just so proud that the church has taken a stand against these these Amen. people that have been doing abort, you know, voting yeah. for abortion and all these years and and doing this, and I just was so proud just that that just to listen to the church just finally stand up and and uh, I know they've been standing up, but it, it just hasn't been a verbal thing in our area. Um, in, in most areas, Gail, most areas, the priests and bishops have been silent, which is, it, yes. to our mind, it's tragedy. So bless God for a Father Oldman who, is, who oh, speaks out. I, I bless you for all of you. You know, it just, I'm, I'm starting to cry now because I'm just, this has been my soapbox all my life about abortion. And, and I get in trouble when I bring it up to other people and I don't mm-hmm. care. It's my... It's my thing, and, and it's uh, our Lord's God soapbox. Is, God, God, yeah, you're you're right, Mother. And um, I'm not getting you live because I maybe I'll pick you up later, but it doesn't matter, Mother. You know what I want? My in my heart, I've had this heaviness. We have several friends from the Mennonite Church, and I keep on telling them. I said, you know, it's so important for you people to start voting so you vote for these babies that the silence of these babies you have to fight for them and they said well we pray all the time and i said but you have to vote it's it, you know it could turn out if if it turns That's the other right. way where the democrats get in it could That's affect right. you guys also yeah know how You're to right. go about Lighten the fire under these Quakers and Mennonites, and yes. and it's such a large it's a large vote, Mother. Well, if, if we it's could it's get huge, it. it's huge, and pretty soon uh, the majority of us are going to have to begin to live like they do. But uh, they we we need to help them be Catholic also. But yeah, it is you know I don't know where they all stand on the scriptures, but again you can. You can show them Romans chapter 13 and our our Christian responsibility to to vote. Um, wait, wait, now, say that to me again, Mother. Romans, which... R- Romans, okay, uh, Romans, Paul's letter to the Romans chapter 13. Oh, okay. Um, All right. We, um, Mother, um, one more. Do I have time to ask yes, you another ahead, question? Yes, go ahead, sweetheart. Go ahead. This has been heavy on my heart. I used to watch EWTN all the time with uh, Mother Angelica. And I just, I watched it for many years as a convert. I loved it. And, but Mother, one thing that bothered me, and tell me if I'm wrong, every time I watch the Mass being performed in this big white marble and gold and everything, it bothered me. Because to me, Jesus would be in a, Jesus would have a wooden cup to give his, you know, or a very modest cup. And he, and it seems like there's such elaboration on, on that uh, mass and am i wrong on that well let let me me. just say um uh, let me just say your heart i understand your heart is not wrong but the uh the the your total understanding of that is not right um because jesus had no place to lay his head 
and yet those who follow him give, you know, when I, before I was Catholic, I said, look at this Catholic church is robbing the poor to build these magnificent cathedrals and all of that. And um, uh, there are many more elaborate than um, uh, EWTN's Hansville Cathedral, as gorgeous as it is. Um, and yet it's the poor that do it. It was the poor that built them all. It was the poor that gave everything. And because they love God and they want to give him everything. So, and in fact, um, the church, in order for a chalice to be used at Holy Mass, it absolutely must be 100% gold. Our I'll Lord, so I we don't, we don't pour... Uh, wine into anything but pure gold in order for it to become the body and blood of our Lord. Um, it, it could be brass, it could be a lot of things on the outside, but the inside must be pure gold. That's the, the law of the church, because we we give our best. We give our absolute best to the Holy God. And so uh, Jesus might have used a wooden cup, but for the Mass to give God all from the hearts of his people. It's not too elaborate. It's not too elaborate. Now, if we, again, how did EWTN build that? They didn't have the money. It's all, uh, what for years, what Mother Angelica would say is keep us between your gas and electric bill. So in other words, right, give, us the scra- <laughs> yeah, well, give us the scraps in between. We don't need a lot. $3.52. That's okay. And that's how it was built. But all those people, millions of them giving that. And so it's what the heart of the people want. It's not misuse of funds by EWTN to do that. It's a beautiful thing. Us it's converts, a, I guess, didn't know those things. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm with you all the way. I'm a convert, as you know. And so, yes, uh, us converts didn't know those things. But uh, now when I see beautiful cathedrals, I say our Lord is worthy. And when I work, walk into a church, especially a Catholic church that looks like a gymnasium, uh, it, it's just so disheartening. So, um, Right, it's, right. Yeah, it's, it's and, the and heart the of love. Yeah, it's the heart of love for our Lord that wants to give him uh, everything they have. Mother, Mother uh, Angelica, because she said a lot of the churches didn't have the crucifix anymore. And that really, she says, she she would really, you know, get her temper up about that. And I don't well, blame she, her on that she at She was all. right. And not just a crucifix, but in the center. In the center. So so there you go, Gail. You're a woman oh, after gosh, my mother. heart. You're a woman after God's heart, and I love it that you <laughs> called in. All right, my sweetheart. We're going to go to another Wait. call. Um, God bless you, you, all of you. Thank you so much. You Bye-bye. too, sweetheart. We have Cody on Bye-bye. the line from uh, Cody from New Mexico. Hi, Cody. Hello, Mother. How are you? Oh, I'm um, terrific. How about yourself? Are- Good. Are you up against a break? I have a rather complex situation. I'm, uh, I just wanted to check. Not sure. at the moment. And if we are, uh, I'll. You can hold on through the break, and I'll still take you. Go ahead. Okay. Wonderful. I'm the guy who called and asked about intinction last month. Oh, <laughs> so good. good. to speak to you again. Okay. Yes. Good. Yes. You remember that conversation? I do. Um, yes. So. I have been in a relationship with a good Catholic woman for a couple of months now, but since the pandemic has hit and we haven't been able to visit the way the way that we would like to, she has been very upset, and it's caused disagreements 
between us because we can't, you know, express affection with each other, at least through, at least only a hug. And currently I live with my folks. I, I think this is heading toward marriage. I'm, uh, and so I'm looking for work, but I'm still there. And my stepmom, who's a retired physician, has rules in our house that if she comes over to visit, you know, you guys need to stay six feet apart and not hug each other. And my girlfriend has a different school of thought. Well, this virus is not as big as the media is making it out to be, and we should just be able to do whatever we want, and you need to stand up for this. And no. so you do whatever you want outside of your home. If you're living in your home, she must respect your parents' wishes. You don't fight that. You don't want to marry a woman who's not going to respect your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And who's going and to tell you what to do. Absolutely not. If she, number one, you're dating for two months, you don't need to hug after two months. You don't even need to hug. Wait till you propose, then you can hug. That's not, that shouldn't be an issue for two months. It should not be an issue. You shouldn't be kissing yet. Uh, there's no problem to not hug. Uh, wait till you propose to her, and then you can hug and kiss each other. And until then, there's nothing wrong with six feet apart. I'm telling you, this is what I think. If you're out of your home and you want to walk and hold hands or do something or get closer, that's your business. But if if she comes to your house, you respect your parents' wish. That's very simple. There's nothing complicated in that. She wants to marry a man who will honor his parents. And if you yeah, don't exactly. honor your parents and she won't honor them, you don't even want to date a girl like that. Exactly, and because I because I love my faith, Mother, I, I follow it to the best of my ability. Is she, she Catholic too? Yes, she is. Um, is she practicing? Yes, she is. Okay, but she just um, the problem is we. It, <laughs> I've known her for years. We dated in high school, but we fell apart, and we we hadn't seen each other in so long. And she's like, I'm just having so much trouble with the fact that I haven't been able to 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 at least share a hug with you for this long, and. I don't know how much longer I can continue waiting for this. I'm trying to figure out what to tell her because I just think that right now, this is a cross that God is going she, to Come to on, carry. that's you're very right, and that's the answer you give her. If she can't wait, then she can't wait. It's going to be her choice. But you're not going to give in, and you're not going to disrespect your parents. No, and you not need at to all. say that. You need to because say, you are, know, because they're already they're already not really of this relationship for yeah well i i anyway, i don't think i'd be fond of right your girlfriend them. either i don't think i'd be fond of her either i don't think she's the kind of woman that you would want to raise your children because you want to raise your children to respect their mother and father and if she won't respect yours this is not a good start to any relationship let alone marriage so i think she you must have told be, me that my stepmom is a paranoid doctor and that the media is just causing all these doctors to be paranoid of this virus. She's like, we can do the same thing and still take precautions. You know, wear masks. Well, you say to her, you may think my mom is a paranoid doctor, but I will respect what she says as long as I'm living in that house. And you will too if we date. Be strong with her. You're going to have to be the head of your family. And if, if she's throwing you off this much this soon in a dating relationship, you're going to have a struggle if you two marry. This is not so far a candidate for marriage. Oh, yeah. And frankly, there are bigger things on my mind rather than this stuff with us being able to. I've, I've been listening to all the stuff you've been saying for the last week about 
three months food supply and the illumination of conscience. That That's on my mind more than anything else. I think we need to focus on the eternal. I really well, do. I do too. And it's fine for the two that you date if she's focused on the eternal. But if she can't even respect your parents and needs to call them names, you need to end that. You need to let her know mm-hmm. very clearly that you're two different worlds. Yeah. You teach your children to respect their parents, not because the children agree with their parents, but because God has put the parents over them. And you're old enough, but you're still living at home. You must respect what they want in their home. Okay, wonderful. There's a little bit more involved, but I'll call you on a different day and discuss more with you because I really right, enjoy Cody. the conversations that we have. Okay, good. God bless you, my dear brother. And there is our last break. We'll have one more segment after. Um, Luis, I see you're on the line. Hold on. We'll take you after the break. And um, uh, we'll be right back. Again, you're free to call in 1-877-511-5483. And we'll be right back. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. on the gifts of the Holy Spirit brought to you by the Station of the Cross. The gift of fear of the Lord is explained in the Catechism of the Catholic Church as the gift that ensures our awe and reverence before God. This type of fear is not of anxiety, but in understanding how much is due to Him for who He is and what He does for us. We read in the book of Deuteronomy, What does the Lord ask of you but to fear the Lord, to keep the commandments for your own well-being? Have you ever thought to yourself, I don't have what it takes to make a difference? Have you ever prayed, God, I want to make a difference in this world, but I'm not sure I have the ability. How can you use me to make a difference? God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Human life is sacred. Think about it. Coalitionforlife.com 
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. It's our last segment. We've got uh, 10 minutes and our lines are open. You're welcome to call in if you wish, one 877 5483 and email at mother at com. We have Louis from uh, Ohio on the line. Is it Lois or Louis? Louis, Louis. Thank you. Hi, Louis. Thank you very much for taking my call. I really appreciate it. And God bless you for all the work you're doing. I Thank just you, wanted to call, if you were aware, that on June 15th of this year, the Supreme Court ruled on the, the question of sex. And it's, they said not just being sex between men and women, but also a man who wants to dress as a woman or a woman who wants to dress as a man. And this was their new ruling on this. <clears throat> It's absolutely tragic, Lewis. It's absolute. It's evil. It's demonic. It's tragic. And the greatest tragedy is that the men that uh, our current president, Trump, put in office in the Supreme Court, elected, and that they were put in place, uh, two of them so far have betrayed the country. They're and they were put in... Because yes. they were conservative and they their values were right, and both of them have betrayed the country in their yes. vote. It's absolutely tragic. It, and it was done so quietly. You heard nothing in the news media yep. about this. Yep, yep. They upheld a 1964 law, right, that... Um, yes. uh, you can't discriminate against sex, but you... you, you you know, I guess if someone... This is an abomination. This is... Total. Like in, in, under Leviticus. What, uh, They'd be killed. Yes. Yep. yep. You're, you're, Lewis, you're 100% right. 100%. I, I wish there were uh, more people who saw as clearly as you do. God does not change. He's the same oh, yesterday, today, and forever. And for such okay, things, people... The thing I would like to add is... Go ahead. Uh, our First Lady... I don't know if it was known, but when she walked down the aisle when she got married, she insisted on carrying the rosary and not a bouquet of flowers. Good to see that. I've seen a picture of this. That's gorgeous. She's Catholic. That is gorgeous. She's really a Catholic. She's discriminated just because she has an accent. It's the it's the devil. He's going to find anything he can to discredit what is good. Anything, Lewis. Anything. Well, God bless you. That's it. Every single day, Our Lady asks that we pray the rosary daily. Yes, my brother. I'm so glad you called, Louis. God bless you, dear one. God bless you. Bye bye. Bye bye. We have an email um, from somebody who writes in anonymously and says, I'm Catholic, but I don't know why you say Catholics cannot be Democrats. Well, whoever's written this email, you need to look up the Democratic uh, Party uh, platform. You need to see what they believe. And the highest thing that they've done is vote God out 
of the platform. When they say the Pledge of Allegiance, they eliminate one nation under God. They A few years ago, they actually took a vote to vote God out. This is not uh, opinion based on what they do. It's their choice. Uh, so there you are right away. Uh, but let me read the rest of this email. The only person that could judge is God himself. Not so. God has given us um, rules and morals and all of that. We can't judge someone's heart, but we must judge their motives. We need to do that. If you, uh, Jesus said, if your brother sins, go to him and tell him, well, you don't know the motive is his heart, but you see what he's doing and you judge by your eyes and your ears that it's sinful. You must go to him out of love. And so this person writes, so you will vote for the Republican candidate who puts kids in cages, commits adultery, cheats, doesn't pay uh, people after completing a job so that a person must file bankruptcy and lose his business. Now, of course, this is one person's take on all that. Really? Let's get this straight. The only chosen one is Jesus Christ, no other. Not so. He is the only Messiah. He is the only son of God. But uh, God has chosen every single one who is saved. We are chosen in the beloved, even before the foundation of the world. Read the letter to the Ephesians. Every one of us is chosen in God. Every single one of us. And by the way, everything you just listed, um, a candidate puts kids in cages, commits adulteries, cheats, doesn't pay people after completing a job so that a person must file bankruptcy and lose his business. None of that None of that and not all of that together equals the direct murder of a child. Easy. Easy. None of that uh, equals the direct murder of a child and passing a law that will allow millions and millions of babies to be murdered in their mother's womb. She says, a person that loves criminals, a person that says he doesn't have to ask God for forgiveness, a person who associates with people that are bad, Democrats don't agree with abortion either, but they know they are not God or Jesus Christ and that a person will be judged by God and Jesus Christ, not us humans. Well, why you say Democrats don't agree with abortion either when it's been made very, very clear by every Democratic candidate that they will pass abortion laws and never reverse Roe v. Wade. How you come up with what you say, uh, I have no idea. Um, And of course they're not God, neither are we, but we must obey God's laws and God hasn't left us to figure it out for ourselves. She says, who are we to tell people what to do? Um, We can only advise them that it's wrong and it's a sin. We can. And if I see someone wanting to murder someone, I'm going to say, well, let me give you some counsel. No, I'm going to say that is murder. If you do that, you wind up in hell. Can you repent? Of course you can repent if you have time. If God's grace falls on you, yes. We must tell them what to do. Do you not tell children what to do as they're growing up because they don't have the knowledge yet? They don't have the ability yet? You say, don't steal. Don't steal. That pencil's not yours. We have to tell them what to do. And if we're adults and we're still stealing, then we don't have the mind of an adult or the mind of Christ, and we we arrest them. 
because we have to tell them what to do. We have good and bad Republicans and Democrats. I agree with you there. So don't tell us Catholics who believe in God and Jesus Christ that we are not Catholics if we vote for Democrats. Well, I'll tell you that you are a Catholic in bad standing. You're a baptized Catholic who has turned from God by voting for people who believe in child murder. Um, telling people that it's all about money and it's evil. Um, may God and Jesus Christ have mercy on your soul. Well, we pray for that too, that he has mercy on every one of us for sure. Um, God left us in the world to preach the gospel to every single creature, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And that includes the commandments, the beatitudes, everything that's in scripture. Thou shalt not kill commandment. Thou shalt not kill. Um, that is, it, you know, of course, thou shalt not not pay someone what he deserves for his job. Of course, that would come under stealing, of course, and that's serious. But thou shalt not kill. That is as clear as could be. And if we know that and we don't tell it to others, we don't care if they go to hell or not, uh, we can't call ourselves Catholics. So I, I don't know how to answer you more clearly than that. We are who believe we're Catholics, are called to bring the truth to the world, God's words, uh, what he has given his church uh, to the world. The law of God is written on every heart, and we must help every heart not turn against it, but live it out. There's our closing music, beloved. So um, we'll be with you tomorrow. And again, you're welcome to call in, uh, email, and we'll get to a lot more of your emails tomorrow, beloved. God bless you and give your entire life for the one who gave his all for you. We'll speak with you tomorrow.